Welcome to the Startup Life Show with Andy Lyons, where you'll find the best informational and inspirational advice for startup founders. Everything a new business owner needs to build momentum and maximize success. Here's your host, startup coach and mentor, Andy Lyons. Hello and welcome, listeners. I'm so thrilled you've tuned into episode 25 of the Startup Life Show. I'm your host, Andy Lyons, and this podcast series is here to help you and your startup build momentum and maximize success through advice and insights from my own startup journey as a founder of four businesses along with the advice from experts and founders across all industries. On the Startup Life Show, you'll find the solutions and advice you need right now for your business, along with techniques to help you rein in your beautiful brain for a strong mindset, and you'll find plenty of inspiration so you can wake up feeling on purpose. Our guest, Shannon, also known as The Shan Man, is a 19-year radio veteran with 18 of his years spent with Arizona Rock Station 98 KUPD. He's had the opportunity to interview some of the biggest names in the rock industry, like Ivan Mood of Five Finger Death Punch, Phil Labonte of All That Remains, to Ben Anderson of Nothing More, David Ellison of Megadeth, and many more. Shannon's biggest passion is helping content creators build podcasts that make a sonic impact for listeners through sound design, branding, imaging, and storytelling. He currently holds down his normal 7 to midnight shift for 98 KUPD and produces podcasts like Carrie Pena Reports and The Catalyst Conversations. You can also catch him on his YouTube channel and podcast, The Swing Shift Side Hustle. I became a devoted fan of Shannon and his remarkable work in the world five years ago when I had a live video show on Google Hangouts. He has helped many of us podcasters and broadcasters succeed in creating compelling content with his warm, welcoming ability to share his deep knowledge and love of audio and visual content creation with folks. Shannon has built a huge following everywhere he glows. He has been instrumental in my own success as a podcast and video host, and I know you'll love his view of the world as much as I do. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you for having me, Andy. It's great to be here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, listeners, do you not love that voice? <laughs> so delicious. And I must say, Andy, it's such a glowing introduction. Thank you for all of that. Oh, my sincere pleasure, because you are the best of teachers, Shannon, and I watch and share every single video you produce and you don't just have a voice for radio radio you have a face for video too <laughs> well thank you thank you so much for that that's a that's i've never heard that before <laughs> Well, I enjoy how you bring the video content to the world as well as the as the audio content to the world. And and you know, one would think being a well-known DJ on a very popular rock station from the seven to midnight, come on, would be enough. But you decided, hey, I want to help folks with podcasts and podcast yeah. training. What happened? How did that idea come into your your beautiful brain? Gosh, you know, if I were to take this back, I mean, I don't know how far back you want to go, but, um, you know, the, the idea of trying to help people podcast was really rooted in 
um, me wanting to jump in and build an online business years ago. And uh, this is probably about maybe eight years ago, I was on a creative live, I watched a creative live video um, that was for free. And this is when creative live was just sure. starting out. Mm -hmm. And their platform was very primitive. And Lewis Howes and James Wedmore and Amy Porterfield were all on this, this training. And it was only $100. And they talked about uh, you know, how to start an online business. And I thought, wow, this is completely fascinating because up to that point, I never understood how, <clears throat> excuse me, how uh, people made money online. It just seemed like it was some type of uh, mystical unicorn that was out there and, and it was spam and it was, it was just, it just didn't make sense. And as I went through that training, I thought, wow, this is crazy. How do I harness a piece of my knowledge in order to to create an online business and so you know I fooled around with it a little bit here and there and then of course that's of course when I met you on Google Plus right and so I had my first foray into digital marketing and online uh, sales and 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 teaching and coaching um, happened to be where I, I created a course on Google Plus, in which we all know where Google Plus is now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, which I loved Google Plus, but it just, uh, the platform just never really, you know, it just never really took off the way I, I had hoped. So, um, you know, I spent more time and uh, learning more about digital marketing and learning all about um, how to create content. And I was diving into books and I was, I was doing it kind of at my own pace. There was no like, there was no, uh, you have to do this right away, otherwise you're going to miss opportunities. And there was no fear of missing out for you. You wanted no. to just figure this out, period. Yeah, I have zero FOMO whatsoever. And um, I started just reading books. And around that same time, and I'm sure we'll get into this, around the same time, I had, um, I had discovered that I was really, really out of shape, all this stuff. And so... Um, I started exercising and all that and, and started getting my life back on track. And so I started, you know, really working on my mind and, and going in, into the depths of my mind and cleaning out, I guess, all the clutter that was there. And I, I had learned that um, I, not only did I need to learn more about the digital marketing game, but I needed to focus on something that I was good at. And I had always, already known that I was good at audio and radio and podcasting. And no one was really talking about that at that time. And it was, um, I, I said to myself, you know, how do I harness this knowledge that I have? Up to that point, it was probably 16 years of radio knowledge. And I mean, anything after 10, I think you're pretty much a, a legit source of information at that point. Right. So but you're right. Nobody, Shannon, you're absolutely right. Nobody's talking about it from the perspective of a radio announcer, right. DJ, host. Right. It's, it's never from, it's never from, uh, you know, someone from NPR who's, you know, created a, a podcast or it's never from some radio host that's on music radio that is talking about that. It's typically entrepreneurs who are talking about podcasting and what, and they have all this, this information that they have gathered over the course of the time that they have podcasted. But little do they, do they even know is that that those are all the things that we're doing already in radio that we've been doing for years in radio. And so I thought, you know, I need to really harness this. And I, I believe that jumping into the market, even though there's, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of other podcasting coaches out there, very few of them, if any, are doing, doing it from the perspective of radio. And so I thought to myself, 
this needs to happen. And around that time, I had gone to another conference by Jeff Walker, and it was here in Phoenix, and I had run into um, Shalene Johnson. And uh-huh. that's where I decided to go ahead and take this thing really seriously. And I paid for her training, her uh, Marketing Impact Academy, and I went through the entire academy, and she broke it down step by step. And a lot of the stuff that I, I had already gone through um, learning for years prior, she was talking about, it was just those few little extra steps, and a lot of it had to deal with the mental uh, the, the mental strength that I had to utilize in order to go, go at this and wake up every day and work at it every single day. So that's when I started building uh, my website. And I, I started back, I've started from, from ground zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my own website. It was, it was shannonjhernandez.com. And I just, I thought, you know, you know, that's just not who I am. And I decided to really dive deep and just say like, who I am is the radio guy. I mean, I am Shannon, but who I am as the radio guy. And I, I bought the domain, the Shan man. And, and I thought, you know, I'm going to leverage that and my knowledge of radio and build my website. And so I got off of, I actually got off of a WordPress site and I went straight to a Kajabi site because it was all integrated. And I just, I dove in head first wow. and started learning how to do all this stuff on my own. And so from that point forward, it was a matter of building out content. And yeah. so that's that was the next step. Yeah, and, and doing it consistently. Well, you you remind me of my favorite Seth Godin quote, which is sure it's been done before, but not by you and exactly. not for us. And so that's really important, Shannon, and how you are reaching people and how you created your brand. But you also had to prove that your model, that your value proposition was right, which is there are folks out there that are going to want what I have, that are going to want this training. How did you find your customer fit, your segment, and how are you reaching them? Because a lot of times we can nail down our target market, but then how, and especially online folks, right? How do you reach them? People make it sound so easy, but it isn't. No, it's not. It's definitely not hard, or not hard. It's definitely not easy um, to nail down your target market. And I'll tell you this, like, um, the more that I nail down my target market, the more that I have to nail down more on it. Right. And so, um, when I decided to go ahead and start and, and start building out uh, a piece of content, and I'm sure, uh, those who are listening to this uh, podcast have heard of pillar content. That's something that, that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about. He's, you know, you build one big piece of content and then you splinter it off into multiple pieces of content. And so I thought to myself, I need to build out a piece of content that, um, that will impact uh, an audience that that is looking for the information, but that but there it's it's on an unusual platform. And so, at the time when I started, you know, diving in and started thinking like, how am I going to market this out? Am I going to do a podcast? Because if I did a podcast about podcasting, that would have been very meta. And so <laughs> it would have been like, oh my god, like there's another podcast about podcasting. And around that time, my sister. Um, she, uh, she had started her own little side hustle. She's a, a family law attorney here in Phoenix, and she started a, a website called Command the Courtroom. And the, the, the website is dedicated and focused to, towards uh, individuals who are looking to get uh, child custody or, or, or rights for their children. And so um, the problem that she had seen was that the services that people were having to pay for to come into her office 
were likely a little too much. It was too expensive for them to pay for my sister to go and represent them in court. But what my sister has always said, you know, people can do this stuff on their own. They can go to the, you know, do it yourself booth at, you know, the city courthouse and you can get all the information and do it on your own. But what they don't realize is the process. And so then she said, I'm going to start a YouTube channel directly and specifically for those individuals who are in need of that information. And so then when I started seeing her do that, I thought, well, I can do the exact same thing with podcasting. I would put it on a video platform because a lot of what I'm talking about can be shown in a tutorial format. I could show them in tutorial format of how to promote a podcast or uh, you know, how I create an intro or anything like that, or just a, a, a picture or a video of me talking because I do believe people connect with video much easier. Oh, they do. They do. And, and, and you know what? I, first of all, I'm going to be getting the link for your sisters. Uh, is she still doing it? Oh, she's still, yeah, she's still doing it. In fact, when she started that YouTube channel, I believe two and a half years ago, she started from zero. She now has 10,000 subscribers. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I definitely want to put the link into the show notes because I love that. And what I want listeners to understand too, when you go to watch, because you will, you'll, I will insist everyone go and view Shannon in action. Um, the, you speak extemporaneously, beautifully to the camera. <laughs> I mean, you. I, you know, I am fine if I'm interviewing or I'm engaged in a conversation with someone in front of the camera, but if I have to start speaking in something that I want people to take information away and and be, you know, helping folks. I sit there and I freeze. I sit, what was I going to say? Or I need a script so that I make sure that I don't waste their valuable time in front no, of the no, camera. Yeah. But you do it really well. Is that, did that just come naturally to you from your training in radio? <laughs> well, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think it's, it is the radio training. Um, but, uh, you know, in radio, I'm talking about the same thing, you know, for, you know, you know, for four hours every night, four or five hours every night. And it's the same thing. So I've got that pretty much locked in my head. You know, yeah. I understand. And, and those promotions run throughout the course of the year. And I just understand when it comes to building out and, and creating the YouTube channel. Um, uh, you know, what people don't understand and what the behind the scenes is that <laughs> I probably struggle at it a little more than what people see. Uh, because I, the audience on YouTube, I understand what the audience on YouTube um, are looking for. They're looking for answers to their questions. That's what they're looking for, specifically the answers to their own questions. If you've ever thought in your mind uh, about a question, you're like, well, you know, how, how long does it take for Jupiter to rotate on its axis? You know, you would look it up on Google or YouTube and, I, and you can find a video on it. And I thought, well, let me do that with podcasting. And I started looking up on podcasting and there were a lot of YouTubers out there that were talking about podcasting, but they were just, they were just YouTubers. They were people who were, you know, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or they were, they were, um, you know, just hobbyists and, and they only had one video on podcasting. They were not diving deep into the idea of podcasting, the process of podcasting. So when it came down to creating these videos, um, or when it comes down to creating these videos, I, I have a list of, uh, of topics that I have written down and I go, okay, this is the one that I'm going to talk about this week. And how do I construct that particular video out? So I will sit down and typically, excuse me, typically it's like at the radio station or maybe sometimes it's here at home and I will write down the top three or top four things that people can take away from, uh, that video. And right. typically 
the the four tips that I'm providing, uh, I try to I try to create them in in which an, uh, they are in an order uh, that that makes sense for the viewer. So if they are going to start with, you know, how to build out a podcast, you know, a program, I need to start them out with, okay, well, what is the topic for your podcast? And then we need to go to the next step. Now that you have your topic, now how are we going to record the topic of, you know, the podcast itself? And so I try to follow each and every video in the same uh, construction format that is a little more chronological for them. Um, I, I do realize that there are pieces that need to happen at the same time, but I, I do realize this is that, um, you know, for anyone who starts a podcast, anyone who starts a YouTube channel, anyone who starts a blog, there's always going to be steps that happen that, that need to happen at that at the same time. I don't worry about them. I just prioritize the ones that need to happen right now. And I, I let the others kind of just, um, sure. you know, go go off onto the side but i have them written down so that i can take uh, i can take them off my checklist i write everything down that is a big thing that i do is i write everything down and if it's not checked off my list then it's going to nag at me wow and so do you come up with the yeah i'm going into the video s- script everybody sorry a little segue but it's when we were talking about proving the value proposition and how to reach our customers not just identifying and niching down even further and further but finding where they are YouTube is a great way to triangulate your online presence. So you have an audio version, you then you get YouTube, and you've got your either Twitter, Instagram, right. uh, uh, Facebook presence. You know, YouTube is such an important way. How has the video helped you reach your target? Oh, audience? I don't think I. You know, before I even got on YouTube. Google Plus was where I got my 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 targeted audience because they were all like entrepreneurs. That got it. So you brought them over with you, and so they so they were there. Mm -hmm. But what happened was that when I started putting stuff up on YouTube, I really dove into YouTube. I made sure that I understood the platform itself. And when it came to value, like if we were to go back and talk about value proposition, when it came to the value, I knew that I had to give out everything everything possible except a few things that I, I will hold to my chest, you know, Mm -hmm. because those are mainly philosophies of how I create these, these great podcasts and the reasons how you can, you know, go in and monetize a podcast. Everything else I believe should be free. Everything else I believe should be something that is of value so that someone can come in and be like, Oh, that's, that's the answer to my question but shannon why do you think people are paying you versus the other you know hundred plus folks or thousand plus folks that are talking about podcast training um you know i think it's a couple of reasons um you know number one i think there is a legit i i I look like a legit source Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i on the radio and um you know i have attended podcasting conferences i have spoken at podcasting conferences and when i think about all that stuff you know to me not i mean it matters but it doesn't matter in in a sense that like that's what i'm looking to do i'm looking to go out and speak all the time i'm not really looking to do that what i'm looking to do, to do is to get someone from point a to point b that's that's the whole point is to get them over their own obstacles that they're putting in their way there are videos on my YouTube channel that talk specifically just about confidence. And that is the number one problem with a lot of people who are podcasting. They are afraid to get in front of a, a microphone and start talking because they feel that their voice isn't the best. They feel that they breathe too heavy. They feel that, I mean, they, you, you wouldn't imagine, you can't imagine the, 
uh, you know, well, Shannon, I, I can imagine when I launched my first podcast, I used a producer. Okay. I had someone who I called in. We, we had some live. I had two guests per an hour show and it was once a week and I was frightened for 52 mm-hmm. weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> every time I started, but then I was able to let go of the producer and go on at that time onto blog talk radio and, and yeah. start doing my own thing. But I have a deep appreciation for that feeling of like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Why? And, and listeners, I always tell the folks I'm interviewing when I click the record button, we're live in my head because if I start thinking about, Oh, I'll edit this or edit that, then I forget where I am and I'm not present in the conversation. So that's a little side tip, but I love what you were saying. You know, the confidence end both on podcasts on audio as well as video. It's so easy to get caught up in imposter syndrome or I'm not good enough or comparing yourself to, you know, your blooper reel to someone else's sizzle reel. It's really hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. It can become, it can be crippling to a lot of people where they, they feel that the way they look or the, you know, the way they look or the way they sound, those are the two biggest comments that I get on my YouTube channel is like, it's always on that video, those particular two videos um, that I have created and they just worry about it. And there's, there's, I mean, the only piece of advice that I have to give to someone is that if they want to start a podcast and they say, I want to start a podcast, but I just don't like the way I sound. Well, then you probably shouldn't be caught podcasting. Right. Find another (laughs) Because it's like, you just can't, that's like canceling the two things out. So how do you get beyond that is by telling yourself, let's do it. Right. And, and someone can hire you, right? Can they hire you to help them get started? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, someone could hire me and sit down, but at the end of the day, I mean, I can, I can tell you everything you need to know about developing your podcast, about getting over the confidence issue, getting over your speech patterns, whatever. At the end of the day, it's like going to the gym. Are you going to lift the weight or are you going to just let it sit there and do its work on its own? You have to do the work. And of course, consistency, listeners, is so important when you're starting a podcast. They always say the, the biggest hurdle is eight episodes. You can get past the eight episodes, schedule your podcast, make it a must-do, a practice weekly, every other week, you know, just be committed. Yes, Shannon? Yeah, the commitment and the, the consistency are a huge, huge thing. You know, if we were to die, if we were to talk about the consistency of creating a podcast, um, uh, you know, I just knew this from being on the radio for, you know, almost 20 years is that consistency equals audience kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, when I first started out in radio, I mean, I can't remember way back in then in the day, but I remember when I first started as a part-timer that I knew consistency, <clears throat> excuse me, consistency on the weekends needed to happen in order for someone to understand and know who I was. Right. And anytime like my boss asked me to come in and fill in for a shift during the week. I, I, I saw that as an opportunity. I saw that as an opportunity to get my face and my voice out into the world. So people understand, understood that I was someone who, right. you know, could, could be, you know, a, a you know, a, just as much of a talent as anyone else. Right. So <clears throat> for six years, as I did that as a part-timer, by the time I got to the full-time position, it was almost a breeze, but little did I know that the consistency up to that point was very crucial in the audience that was listening on the weekend to come over and listen in the middle of the week. And then I had learned 
as a full-timer that the consistency of going five nights a week, I'm not saying people have to podcast five days a week, but I knew that doing it five nights a week, you know, and hardly taking any time off, Mm -hmm. except maybe other than the, the holidays, that I was going to build an audience that was going to be curious about what I had to say and the knowledge that I had about music and, right. and the, sh- the shows that were coming to town. Right. And so I knew that was already something that existed and could be translated directly to creating podcasts or YouTube content. You know, I find, especially for solopreneurs, if you can launch a podcast, it is going to help your journey go much faster. And it's because you're branding yourself. I use the interview format as a way to grow my audience and build my brand as a startup mentor. And I bring on guests like Shannon and others who have specific either experts or have launched and branded and built and sometimes exited a business. And that helps build not only awareness for my brand, but it helps, of course, feed the audience and my listeners who are looking for specific industry and specific steps for launching a business. But you could be a food person, you could be a small business owner, like your sister who's an attorney or CPA or, or anybody who wants to build awareness of your brand, of your product brand. So how do you feel about this being a tactic for businesses and solopreneurs who may want to add this to their marketing mix? And is it expensive to do? You know, uh, I think that if a small business owner or someone or a startup is jumping into the game and is looking for brand awareness and they are not doing this, they're, they're missing a huge opportunity um, every single time. Um, the days of of getting out there are, you know, of getting out there and putting your face into the world. Of, you know, maybe you're going to um, you know, startup, you know, start a, a building where there's all these startups and, and you're, you're communicating and, and, and connecting with other uh, startup owners. Right. Great. Yeah, that's great. But there's no better way than to accelerate your visibility of your brand than by creating a podcast. Now, does it mean you're instantly going to get this wildly huge audience right away? No, not all of the time, unless you already have a built-in email list, unless you have a large social media following. It's not going to happen right away. Like you're not going to have thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads right away unless you already have those other assets in place. So what happens when you first start the podcast is that you're going to start building awareness to your brand. And if you're providing that value uh, to your to your podcast, then the awareness of your brand starts to mushroom out. This is what I have discovered multiple times, not just with radio, but also with podcasting and YouTubing and, and of course, blogging as well. And um, And I do believe that if they do not create something like a podcast as a piece of content that will provide value, then uh, what it's kind of like, you could say it's part of like a resume in a sense, even though I don't really kind of look at resumes anymore. I just, I feel as though it's part of a resume builder where it's part of a portfolio. Totally. It's a total portfolio. So I see that as a piece of, of, of content that, um, prospects can look at and say like, well, let me go give a taste of what they're providing on that podcast. And if they happen to like it, then they'll consume more. And then if they happen to like that episode, they consume more. And then before you know it, they're five or six episodes in, they're like, I really like this person. So they have grown to the personality. They have grown to the brand and they are now more aware and acquainted of now what you have to offer. Do you have you know things to offer as far as 
free guides to give away? Do you have training courses? Do you have services that you want to offer? Um, these are all pieces of that puzzle that you can st now start connecting together and, and build your business even better. Wow. And now I know you have a book, an ebook called Podcast To-Do List. Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's just mainly a, a, a guide, uh, just a real guide. It's a step-by-step -step guide is all it is. Mm -hmm. It's available on my website that you can go download. Um, it is a paid product, though, but, uh, of course, it is well, well worth it. And it's, it breaks down the step-by-step -step process of starting your podcast from the very beginning all the way to the very end. And it's literally step-by-step. -step. And so I ask people, you know, don't skip to step nine because <laughs> – because at step nine, I say in step nine, go back to step two, because you're not, you can't, you can't skip. You have to do these pieces in, in order and in place. And I think that's the biggest confusion for a lot of podcasters. And especially people who are commenting on my YouTube channel, they say, oh, I did it this way and I did it that way. Well, then when I look at it and they, they are struggling and I see where their struggle is, I can't, I don't like to go back and say like, well, you did it backwards, you know, um, because any, you know, progress is any is good progress, mm -hmm. progress for me, but I like to see or I'd like to say like, well, if you go back and you restart from the beginning process, and let me share with you these pieces in my podcast to do list, these will get your podcast off in the right direction. It's just a matter of doing the steps in the right order, because you might get hosting right when you decide that you want to start a podcast. Well, to me, that's a waste of money because you're buying hosting before you have any episodes recorded whatsoever. And you're just spending money that you should just use at right. a, a smarter time, you know? Right. So that's what that, that podcast to do checklist is all about. It's about m maximizing Wonderful. and optimizing your time, uh, you know, versus dollars. It's more about time than dollars. And, and if really listeners for me, I keep it very simple. I uh, pay for a hosting fee. It's about 20 bucks a month. And then I pay to have my uh, shows transcribed. I don't pay much, but I get that done so that I can easily pull out uh, pieces of the show that I think I can, you know, are valuable that I want to have for the write up. It saves me time. Otherwise I've got a great headset. I also have, you know, I, I use my Yeti, uh, what is the Yeti microphone? The, is it the Blue Yeti? Yeah, the, the Blue, Blue Yeti. Blue Yeti. I use that more when I am doing video than I do podcasting because I find I move my head around so much when I'm yabbering away. I don't, uh, you know, but anyway, that's another story. It, <laughs> <laughs> I found what works for me, everybody. Right. And, and it doesn't cost me that much. As, for, and as a marketing tool, it is so easy and so important. Not only that, especially if you've done what Shan has done, which has found out where his expert tees lies and created a business around it. If you're doing that, you're going to go deeper into who you are, why you are, your expertise, et cetera, by having a podcast. It's so key. Now, it, is it is it hard to get it, gain a following? I know that I've had, to, you know, I've, I've had podcasts in the past, but I just really recently relaunched startup life and I'm having to, you know, rebuild my following again. Right. Well, let me answer real quick the question that you asked prior and you asked because yeah. you were talking about microphones and, and, and you asked me, does is it cost a lot to get into the game? The, the barrier of entry, you know, on a very basic level, um, which can sound pretty decent, uh, you know, can be what it's like maybe $120 if you're getting the Blue Yeti microphone and you're buying hosting. And then the only other thing that you would probably need to get would be Zoom if you wanted to just create an interview right. type show. Okay. Now, uh, 
you know, and this is all going to depend. All right. So that, that is the barrier of entry. Now, if you wanted to get into mixing boards and all that, and you wanted to make it sound a little, uh, a little more, um, you know, like a radio station, which, you know, most things, even at the $120 level, you can still make things sound, uh, you know, like they came from a radio station, but sure. mixing boards provide a little bit more equalization without getting too technical. It's just a little bit more and you have more versatility with uh, a mixing board. So that's that. Now, uh, to answer the next question, um, and I think it was uh, it was about promoting. Yeah, and how to build your following? Because you know we can't. I'm I love numbers and I love data, as my listeners know. But I, I don't want to beat myself up because I only have so many downloads or so many listens per episode. Yeah. So um, you know, to grow a following, it, it's interesting when you talk about podcasting. And if you were like, if I'm comparing podcasting to blogging or podcasting to you know YouTube, um, it, it, it's interesting because. It does, your, your podcast isn't built into something like, say, Google at all. I mean, even though, you know, it is searchable via Google, but it's not using the power of Google like YouTube or a Google uh, or, or your website at all. It's something that is put inside of your hosting service and something that is put inside of, you know, um, iTunes, Stitcher or wherever. So how do you build that out? A lot of it has to deal with uh, what, I t- what I talked about earlier with building that pil- piece of pillar content. Mm-hmm. that uh, you keep hearing about over and over. And you build this one piece of pillar content and that pillar content is going to be your podcast. And so with your podcast, there are probably nuggets that you, your guests have shared throughout the course of the interview. And those little nuggets can be translated and created into promotional pieces that you can promote inside of Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, or wherever. So, uh, you know, to break it down and to maybe simplify it, uh, you know, you could get a quote uh, where someone is talking about specifically about, let's say, funding for their small business. And it's a sweet 30 second uh, quote that is audio only. You can create something and use something like an audiogram, which I have videos on my YouTube channel about how to create audiograms. And those audiograms can be created as 30 second pieces or one minute pieces that can be posted inside of Instagram or as a story on Instagram or as a snap uh, in Snapchat or anything that has a platform Mm -hmm. that allows for syndication or dissemination. So you can do that. You can create quotes itself themselves, like from the transcriptions that you are creating for, from your podcast and put those out on Twitter. And then those quotes themselves, as they get posted out onto Twitter, you can tag the person by saying, this is a quote from this person. And then of course, maybe a link back to your podcast page. Everything that you're creating is going to not only be a promotional piece, but it should be linking back directly to your podcast or your podcast download page. I specifically, because you know, you say you love numbers. I specifically love numbers, and there's always this. I always have this little fight that goes on with, with me. You know, <laughs> do I do I send them to my iTunes page or do I send them to my website? And most of the time, I'm sending people to my website because right. I prefer people going back to my website to see the assets that I have to offer because they know that the assets on my website will help them out. Beautiful, and and listeners, audiograms, okay. Shannon has the best video tutorial. He held, I feel like he held my hand to the whole process. <laughs> I went in, I went onto Audacity and I created my little sound bite, which of course I'm spatially challenged. It takes me a few times, I confess, to get the right <laughs> thing. And then boom, I upload to this incredible app that Shannon shares, which is called Headliner app. Highly recommend it. It's really a four-step process. You upload your audio, you make sure that's the right 
clip amount that you want, then you add your artwork, then you decide how do you want your wave to look across the page, sure, and yeah. boom, you export it, and it's done. It is so easy, and now you have a brilliant audio to share everywhere. So definitely go follow Shannon on YouTube and learn how to do that um, for any kind of promotional. But if you know if you're doing the podcast definitely want to do that and i also highly encourage that you do go to shannon's website because he has everything you need to launch brand and build a podcast which will really really serve you and your business and make you better at what you do because it not only helps you understand your business on a deeper level but you get better sharing the knowledge and get better at speaking and who knows maybe someday you'll be like shannon on his videos Speaking extemporaneously about your business everywhere you are, a piece of cake. So, Shannon, like every business owner who has, in your case, you know, you have an online presence and uh, business that you're sharing with folks every day, you still have to keep your mindset strong for the hurdles and obstacles that are constantly facing someone who is putting themselves out like you're doing. How do you do that? You know, that's, um, you know, I talked earlier about how I found out I was unhealthy a few years back. Um, and that was really the catalyst for, I guess, a lot of what you're seeing now on, on YouTube. This, that is the result of what um, happened. And I, for me, um, staying focused and staying um, organized, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I slip off. I have difficulties. Um, I do. I am you know, I, I've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, so I do find myself at a little bit more of a struggle than most sure. people. I am tired a lot of the times, and that's difficult. But I believe in um, nutrition and exercise are the things that keep my mental state moving forward. If I am not moving my body, I am not moving my business. Ah. Uh, that is that that is the key because I have read countless times that. Um, if you go and you do an exercise routine, whether you're doing weight training or you're doing cardio or whatever, and you are lifting the heaviest weight that you've ever lifted before and you're able to do it and you come off of it and you're just like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. That translates into your business itself because you think, well, I did that at the gym. I know I can do this here in my business. So that's what keeps my head in check. Beautiful. I love that advice. And yeah, another question I'd love to get from folks is, is a deeper understanding of how being an entrepreneur, because again, you've created this website, you created this product line, you are serving people every day with your work in the world. How has it in turn served you? You know, it has taught me patience. <laughs> <laughs> It has taught me an, an immense amount of patience. Um, things don't happen overnight. Um, and if anyone tells you that it does, um, they're lying because you work at everything every day. I mean, let's look at guys like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, he, you know, he is huge now these days. He's huge. But um, he, that was a road that was very difficult for him in the beginning. And, of that's course, right. he had to grow it over time. And that's the common theme that's the common thread with anyone who's building something out from the ground up just as you're talking about how you had to restart this podcast and you're having to re rebuild the audience again it does not happen overnight it has to happen organically as much as possible with the value that you create so the patience has been something that has been extremely valuable um patience and ownership um, that is a huge one for me. If there's a book, if there's a book that I would love anyone to read, <clears throat> it's called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And <clears throat> the book 
outlines not only the ownership that you must take for yourself, but how ownership works both ways, not, you know, with your customers and also with your, uh, perhaps your, your, your colleagues or your coworkers, but ownership on, you know, personal ownership of growing your business um, that is something that you have to take. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't work on your business on on a Tuesday because you were at a spring training game, well, you know that you didn't grow on that day, and you have to take ownership of it. Right. Um, so these are things. These are, I think, uh, fundamentals, key fundamentals as a business owner that you must understand. That you have to understand the ownership. You have to understand your patients, and but you also have to understand that you have to take time to relax and you have to, you have to recharge because burning the candle at both ends, you know, doesn't give you results all of the time. It, it's in fact, it stifles you. So you have to learn that maybe taking that day off to go to the spring training game is something that was more intentional as opposed to just doing it off the cuff. Right. And, and we talk about this a lot at, at startup life is that you can't give your best if you're not at your best and sometimes that means getting rest and doing something other than your business thank you so much for that wonderful advice shannon how may we support you in your business bring it on you've got great products out there and we want to know where we can follow you everywhere you glow yeah definitely so um my main website is the shanman.com uh, that's T-H-E-S-H-A-N-M-A-N.com. And on there, the website, you can find everything that we talked about in this particular podcast. Um, I have my podcast to-do checklist. But if you're looking to just get started and maybe explore the possibility of starting a podcast, I have an essential equipment guide that you can go ahead and download for free right up there. And it will talk about all the pieces of equipment that I use to create my own podcast. Um, and then of course, uh, there is a, a, a three tip guide up there on how to monetize your podcast. So as you begin to grow your podcast and I encourage this for all podcasters is that they begin seeding, um, they begin seeding into their podcast opportunities and behavior, listening behavioral elements in their podcast to where they can go and, and reach out to a, a potential sponsor and you know, create a line of income that, you know, it may not be a lot, but it's still a line of income that is a little more passive than most would think to create that there's a monetization free uh, three tip guide up there. But if you want to dive into the full guide, there's the six uh, clever ways to monetize a podcast. That is the book um, up there. Uh, I just released it and launched it. It is a paid product Um, for your listeners though, Andy, uh, you know, I, you know, I have a a coupon code. It's startup 28. That'll give you 28% off yourself. So if you want to go check that out. Yay. Listeners, this is wonderful news. Definitely. So, and there's just blogs up on my website, everything. So I could go on and on, Andy. (laughs) I know you could. And as someone who follows you devotedly and watches (laughs) all your videos and takes all your advice, which is why I have these great audiograms now. That's wonderful. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate all that you do for folks out there who are trying to get the word out about themselves. And, and, Listeners, if you think monetizing is impossible, remember Squarespace, this is how they grew. They used podcasts as a platform where they advertised, and they still do to this day. And more and more businesses are using this as a way to promote their business and increase awareness. So it is possible. And Shannon's book, Six Clever Ways to Monetize a Podcast, will really help you um, offset any costs and add a nice little revenue stream item 
to that cash flow statement that you know I love chatting about as well. So thank you so much for the discount, Shannon. And thank you for that book advice, Extreme Ownership. I have got all of the links in the show notes, folks. So click away and get moving in this area. Um, and if you have any questions for Shannon, please reach out to him and, of course, me. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, please leave a comment or shoot us an email and we'll follow up with you because we're here to serve you. Right, Shannon? Absolutely, 100%. Yay. And if you need started mentoring, please visit my website, andylyons.com, where you'll find all the ways I can add value to your startup journey. Strategy calls, pitch deck, and one-page business snapshot coaching, or WeBank application support for you women business owners. I'd be honored to mentor you through whatever you're going through with your startup. So please do not hesitate to reach out. And if you'd like to receive an alert whenever I post a new episode, please follow me and subscribe on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and let's connect on social media. You know, I'm always hanging out at my favorite social media bar, Twitter. <laughs> At Andy Lyons. Thanks again for joining me, Shannon. I enjoyed every minute of our time together, and you provided so much valuable information on a marketing tactic that is, I believe, key to so many business owners and underutilized. Thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate you having me so much. Oh, thank you. And I can't get enough of that voice, right, listeners? <laughs> anyway, until next time, everyone, stay strong, stay focused, and remember, you've got this. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into the Startup Life Show with Andy Lyons. Are you ready to benefit from one-on-one -on -one business coaching for your startup? Then please visit andylyons.com. That's Andy with an E and sign up for a free 30 minute consultation. Andy loves to connect with her listeners. So please reach out via email, Andy at sign and follow Andy on social media where you'll find her always sharing the best startup advice. If you have a high quality product or service you'd like to share with startup life's listeners, please contact Andy about sponsorship opportunities. We look forward to connecting with you next time on the Startup Life Show with Andy Lyons.